I'm always telling people what to fucking do. Yeah. But just, yeah, you'll be sorry if you don't take my advice. Oh. oh. <laughs> I see. Basically, I'm telling you from experience. And with that being said, five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Isn't that funny? Yes, I was laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Anyway, welcome back, listeners. Yeah. Another week of the off-season has passed us by. An off-season rife with playoff crazy bullshit. Oh, my God. Just absolutely nuts. <laughs> that we don't have to stress about. That we don't have to nope. stress about, yet we do. For whatever Slightly. reason, yes, a little Just bit, a little. Maybe there are narratives that have been quashed. quashed yeah, bye. That. Yeah, bye. Thank God, and uh, others that uh, you know we'll have to see how it all works out. But you are listening to the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com, and you are listening to me, David Oje, at Metal Dave Zero <laughs> One on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by Beth. Hello. I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And Veronica. Hello. I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the happy hour. Thank you for listening to us. So, yeah. um, we have, man, I mean, I was really hoping that we would be able to record on Thursday, our usual night, but we had things occur. Uh, Veronica, you had a small one to take care of with four legs. Yeah. And uh, little girl. How's the little girl She's doing? Fine. Good. She is okay. Awesome. She has. She had a growth on her shoulder. Oh, wow. That had been getting like, a, according to the vet, it was benign. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not talking about. Um, she's sort of our surrogate dog because she's the kid's dad's dog. Right. But he um, was going out of town. And she had this thing that was growing on her shoulder that we were like, man, that thing's got to go. She had a growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vet said that it was benign. But that, you know, at in the end, it was elected that it had to go. So she had a surgery. But it's right on her shoulder. So um, she's always moving it. She has to move it to walk and go upstairs and do the stuff that she wants to do. So it's been a little bit hairy because she's got this great big incision and you've got to keep a close eye on it. But she's doing good. She does especially well in the mornings, which is when she gets her pain pill. Mm-hmm. So when the pain pill kicks in, she thinks she can do anything. You oh, know? Wow. And she's running around and trying to keep up with Lucky and doing all this stuff. And trying to be a puppy, but in the meanwhile, I'm like, oh my god, your stitches are going to burst open. So you got to keep a close eye on her. And that Thursday night was the night of her surgery. So I just needed to baby her. Right. And that's okay. So we could not record because if I, I tend to shout on the podcast. So I thought (laughs) we probably should not do that. No. (laughs) When I just wanted her to sleep. Not Veronica. Not shouting. Please. (laughs) I don't mean to. This is... (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh god so then so we couldn't record thursday then friday happened as friday as as weeks uh go on in the weekdays and whatnot and (laughs) now it was my fault i thought i'd be able to but when i thought about it 
after the fact of this thing that occurred, I thought, no, I actually do Mm-mm. not want to record. So, no. on my end, no. what happened to me is that Mm-mm. I ended up having a bone marrow biopsy. Like, fuck. For people that are not familiar with a bone marrow biopsy It is, fucking hurts. It's a bit weird. So, what happened is that I uh, went to the doctor... El Doctor at 8.30 in the morning. Beforehand, I actually woke I up you early. I to give his Twitter. <laughs> at Dr. Jones on Twitter. Well, actually, yeah, who, what is my doctor's name? I gotta think about this. Does he have an Instagram? Uh, I, I hope. See, I was thinking to myself, like, as soon as it was all done, I was like, shit, I should have took a picture of this nonsense. But, so, um, damn it, what the hell is his name? <laughs> Is he the one that cut you open? You didn't well, see, exchange well, pleasantries? See, no, no. I, I mean, I, I, he's the guy. He's the blood specialist I always see. His oh, name yeah, is yeah. his name is Muhammad eh, something. Eh, Muhammad mm, something. Mm, he mm. plays soccer. Smith. Mm. Nope. Not. Nope. <laughs> way off. Way off. <laughs> um, I believe it's Yunus. My neighbor's actually. name is Muhammad, and I don't know what his last name is. Muhammad Yunus, I believe, or Yunus, Yunus? Muhammad. Come think Yunus. Of. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So the doctor, sounds like a very intelligent man. He is a very intelligent. He's a man. doctor. He is a doctor. He's not a dentist, Fucking, so he went to like yeah. doctor doctor school. He went to real doctor school. Yeah, to take bone mm-hmm. marrow out of my fucking pelvis. <laughs> oh, Holy hell! So, oh, David, I'm sitting there, and he's like, "Okay, your blood samples came back, and it's okay." And I said, "Nope, do it. You're not gonna spin me again with this shit, Eunice." <laughs> Just pull it out of my bone. I'm sick of this nonsense. I don't want to come back every month or three months yeah. to say, oh, yeah. well, we're going to yeah. continue Literally monitoring the situation. So for everybody no. that doesn't know, because I don't spread it around all that much, for the past year and a half-ish, I've been getting uh, yeah. my blood drawn, and the doctor's like, oh, well, you have elevated white blood cell counts. Are you sick? Do you have a cold? I'm like, no, 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 and no, I am not sick ever, practically. And so, I like... Just- and mm-hmm. so they're like, yeah. well, that's really weird. I said, okay, I think that's weird too. So I tell my mom, and my mom's like, do you have cancer? I'm like, no, mother. Holy crap. Let's, let's, that's pump where moms go. Away. That's yes. the first place moms go. Zero to yes. 100 cancer. There it is. Okay. Yeah. WebMD cancer. Um, so <laughs> now let me just put everybody at rest. No, I don't think I have cancer because no. I do all this stuff all the time. I'm never sick, I'm not sickly. And, you know, I just, it's, it's whatever. You feel all right. It's just yeah. something's weird. I feel yeah. fine. It's just odd. I run hot as far as my white blood cell counts go. So it's like, okay, let's see if you have a fungal test. Well, let's mm. see if you have some sort of fungus. It's like, so we do the fungal test, came back negative. And then it's like, okay, well, the next thing we can do is a genetics test with your blood. 15 vials this. of blood later. And, you know, they send it to the lab. I get a result a week later. They have, you have, and they said, you have no mutations of the genetic sort. I'm like, that's good. It is good. But damn it, yeah. I would have been special for a second. So then the last <laughs> possible thing that um, the medical field apparently can do is actually taking marrow or marrow out of the bone and doing tests on it. Because that the bone marrow is where your blood comes from. That's, That's where it's where manufactured. All shit happens. Exactly. Yeah. So. The IKEA. Exactly. It's the IKEA That's of right. blood. As complicated as it is. So it's I'm, the home organization section. Yes. It, 
Yeah. That it is. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 was just there today. I watched the Discovery Channel special on that. <laughs> So I'm lying on the table, and he's like, "Okay, this is gonna, this is gonna, you know, you're gonna have a pinch because it's all local anesthetic, you know, or mm. anesthesia, right?" So they prick me. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like right above my butt. You hate needles. And I was too. like, "Well, see, needles in my Poor mouth Dave. is one thing, but needles like on, you know, for like shots, I don't care. I don't like getting my blood drawn, oh. but shots are fine for whatever reason. Oh, okay. it's what? really weird." You're weird. Well, yeah, it's like it's it's weird. it's the invasiveness of it. It's like, oh, if you're just mm. gonna stick me in the muscle, whatever, I don't care. But if you're gonna put it in my vein, ugh, I don't know what it is. It just is. So mm. uh, they stick me with that part, okay. and it's like, and then, so he he does the first shot. He's like, okay. Then he says, okay, this next shot's gonna burn. I was like, what? And it did. <laughs> Holy shit! That was such a weird sensation because oh. I could feel the. The freaking You can feel it. Like I could feel the the juice or whatever the hell it is that they're shooting in me, like like going through my body. I was like, oh. So what I think that was is that they had to numb the bone, and that's what mm. that was. And I was like, oh, that's a deep burn, that's, literally. Oh. So yeah, yeah. What they had to do is that. So I'm lying on my front, and they went in like almost at the base of my spine, but like right next to it. So if you feel back there, your your pelvis is pretty close to your skin, and that's where they went in. So here's the thing, though. Surprise, surprise. No incision. They just went in with a needle. Pop. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> yeah. And he, I could feel the pressure, and he's like taking like a bore or an actual auger and just twisting into my pelvis and I couldn't feel it. Oh. I couldn't hear it. But he's like, Jesus, you have thick bones. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, I guess. And then all of a sudden I feel and all of a sudden I feel something give. I'm like, ooh, that felt oh. really weird. And he says, okay, now we're gonna take blood from the marrow. He does that and then he says, okay, this is the part that's gonna this is the part that 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 sucks that people don't like and they actually take the marrow out. And I swear to God when he actually did that, I felt this pain just shoot right down my leg. And <sighs> that didn't let up until, like, into the evening, yesterday evening. Oh, it was so crazy. That was the craziest part of it. But, so, I get it out. He shows me the little canister where this little red squiggly worm-looking thing was. I was like, whoa. He's like, yep, and we're going to put shit. that in wherever. And then uh, that was it. It was uh, really interesting. I thought it was going to be that worse. Is... I thought there would be an incision and stitches and all that, but nope. Nothing of the sort. So, I got back home, took a nap. Mm. <laughs> Woke up. Yeah, no shit. Did some adult things. I had to run to the bank, did some other stuff, walking around. Went back home, mm. took another nap. And then yeah. I uh, you know, did stuff uh, later on last night that did not include recording. Because sitting, no, that wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. I woke up this morning. And uh, I felt semi-fine. It felt like yesterday. It kind of felt like someone threw a brick at my kidney. But today, it's it's more it's more like a softball hit me instead of a. Brick. Oh, that's not bad. Oh no that's no no. Like well no. This morning, you know, I woke it's up. Than a brick. Yeah, I woke up and I was moving around. And I said, hmm, I think I can handle it. So I did a 5K today. Um, Fucking Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I did because it's all part of my workout thing that I have set up for myself. So I did my 5K, yeah. did my 50 push-ups, my 50 squats. The sit-ups were not easy because uh, that's you know right Ooh, where yes. you're sitting yeah. up. Right on the tailbone. So it was um you know it was sore. It wasn't gonna kill me, but it was definitely sore. And uh, 
yeah, that's what I did. So that's why we couldn't record Friday. <laughs> but now today, today is Saturday. Tonight is Saturday, and it is a much open night for us. And here we are. Whoop whoop. So, Yay. with all of that being said, we're now caught up on all of our personal lives. Beth, did anything <laughs> awesome happen on your end, or traumatic? I mean, nothing that would have, nothing that prevented me from recording. Okay, that is the only one that could have done it any night. <laughs> oh man! So now we're here, <sighs> and now we can talk Habs with our Hab, lovely okay. listeners. So there was some stuff that went on this week that's really interesting. I'm going to jump right mm. into it. I guess the uh, the top thing that we should talk about is uh, Jordan Wheel was signed. Yes, to two years. Yes. million each year. Um, He came to the Habs uh, last year in, um, yeah, that was the Shapu trade, right? From the Coyotes. Yes, exactly. What a, what a freaking trade that was, because Shapu is like night and day compared to Jordan Wheel uh, play Mm -hmm. play wise. Um, And further, Jordan Wheel took a discount just like our friend Nate Thompson did in order to stay. And I will say and quote Mr. Wheel, it was everything. It was coaching. It was the guys. It was the city. The fans. The whole culture. Put it all together and it's tough to beat in speaking of the organization and the team. He loves it here and we love to have him. Oh yeah. So that's good. Very good. He, I want to say, based on no experience, aside from what I always crunch the numbers on the power play, I mentioned it in either the last episode or the episode before how the power play was clicking at 30% in the last two months of play. And most of that was because of that tandem of Jordan Wheel and Joel Joel. Armia, Mm -hmm. whom I... Hope is signed soon, Mr. Armia. I'm sure he's a bit more complicated, though. Yeah, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Damn freaking straight. He is also a restricted yeah. free agent, Mr. Joe Armia, making $1.85 mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. I would imagine he's one of the guys that we give, like, hmm, maybe like 2.5, one of those guys. I don't think he's going to take a discount. If he does, it'll be yet another masterstroke from Mark Bechavan. Yeah, the sort of the prevailing uh, opinion from what we hear from the players is that they want to stay together. Yeah, they're a tight knit group and they like mm-hmm. each other. And who was it? I think it was oh, definitely Nate Thompson who said that they've got a special thing going on there. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, for four five hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't I wouldn't go somewhere else. Right. Exactly. You yeah. know. So mm-hmm. and he's got Kurt Kaniemi. Um who else? I guess it's I guess it those are the only Finns there now with um Oh that's right. Because Auntie Niemi is probably Auntie Niemi, not yeah. gonna be with us. Not back, yeah. yeah. But I mean I I'm not worried about Armia. No, no. I mean, he's gonna Mm-mm. be he's gonna be a have. Just I wonder the cost yeah. of the kid. Only because I'm looking. Well, up... we were scared about how pricey Wheel was gonna be. Oh, and he took a discount too. Yes, he did. Well, see now the thing, the difference, the main difference between uh, Armia and Wheel is that Wheel was drafted 70th overall in the third round, while Joel Armia, 16th overall, first rounder in 2011. Yeah. <gasps> 
I did not know that. Right. Yeah. I so, didn't realize that either. And he was drafted by Buffalo, later That's traded. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep, yep. He was then traded in a big old trade with the Winnipeg Jets. Holy crap. Okay, I actually didn't know was this. Was that the Evander Kane trade? That was the Evander Kane trade. Yes. Three, four years ago. Uh, that yeah. happened. So mm-hmm. Evander Kane went to the Sabres, and the Jets got, like, freaking Armia, Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford, Brendan Lemieux, and uh, a first-round pick. Holy Christ, man. They went all the way because wow. because they – yeah, because of Kane. And then mm. uh, Armia came to us in, uh, last year at near the uh, trade deadline. We got ourselves Dora Armia, Steve Mason, and two uh, picks from Winnipeg, and we gave up Mr. Simon Bork. That's right. <laughs> bork, bork, bork. I forgot about that. Bork, bork, bork. How about that? Hmm. Yeah, he's staying. I'm not worried. Yeah, not worried. Yeah. He nah. can't be that expensive. I mean. No. And I'll he... cash up Mark Bergman. That's right. And he, it, <laughs> it, it was the second half of his season where he was, like, he wasn't like a, you know, dominant all season long where he can mm-hmm. go out there and demand whatever whatever he wants. He's got the right chemistry in Montreal and I think he likes Claude Julien. So Yeah. I mean who yeah. doesn't? Spooner? Oh that one fucking guy from Boston who whined about him. Oh yeah. yeah but now he's like Isn't he a Ranger? Where now? is he? I think he's exactly. a Ranger or something. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a Jeff Don't talk Spooner? shit about coaches or GMs. Yeah, it what? doesn't, doesn't work Why out. would you do that? What did he do? Ryan he shit about Claude Julian. Yes. He's he a Vancouver Canuck. Is he? Yeah. Who oh. even knows? He's been traded a couple times from, like, yeah. after he got traded from the Because he's a fucking shit bag. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just as a player, the players who do speak out against coaches or, um... GMs or, or organizations in general. Why would you do that? Like you're showing your immaturity because you're not changing anything by sort of voicing your frustration and, you know, getting it out of your system or whatever with the fucking press. It will always come back to be that's the guy who couldn't be professional enough to say the right thing and do the right thing on his way out or when the other guy's on his on his way out so I always lose respect for people who do that and Spooner was one of them at a time that I had no allegiance to Claude Julian mm-hmm. and I heard that he said this shit like P.A. Parento talk shit and oh yeah why are you talking shit just take the high road because you're not changing anything you're just showing everybody that you can't control yourself enough to take the high road so I lose I lose respect. Sorry, I've had mm-hmm. wine. That's okay. You can have as much okay. wine as you want. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It's been a long day. Yeah, it has. Um, Ryan Spooner, but for good reasons, has been traded three times uh, this year. In in in, in, in a, wait wait in a year wait okay let me asterisk that. Uh, <laughs> he was part of the Rick Nash trade from the Rangers. Uh, Rick Nash went to the Bruins, and the rain the Rangers got Ryan Spooner. Uh, then he was traded from the Rangers to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Ryan Spooner and Ryan Strom, one for one. And then he was traded from the Oilers to the Canucks. 
the Oilers traded him for Sam Gagner. Gagne? Gagne. I think yeah, it's that's Gagne. Right. That's right. <laughs> Gagner. Your last name is Oje, not Auger. Yeah, but, well... It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Auger, it'd be Osier. And that's what a no, lot of people said Auger for a long word. time. Yeah, Auger. Right. I thought it was Auger. You used it tonight. Yeah, I know. One of yeah. them uh-huh. Yeah, I know, and Auger was put in my yeah. freaking back. I get it. <laughs> Auger got augered. Jeez. That's right. The sequel to Freddy Got Fingered. Uh Ooh. So Jordan Wheels a hab. <laughs> yes, Jordan Wheels a hab is gonna be <laughs> Yay! And happy about it. Yes. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I like that we finally have somebody we can make really good puns on. Ah, uh, <gasps> so good. One of our best episodes was a, a wheel pun when we had Dan Robertson on. That's right. <laughs> a wheel good price for a plant. One of our best episodes. <laughs> a wheel good price for, for a plant. plant. So, um, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Um, I just have oh, to yay. see if I can get this up. So, uh, CMB at C Mark Brown. Oh, I love him. Um, yes. Listen to, uh, last week's episode and last week's episode dealt primarily with trashing on the Leafs and they, uh, yeah, deserve it every which way. And yep. we were wondering why is the coverage like that? Well, Mr. Uh, C. Mark Brown at C. Mark, C. Mark Brown on Twitter mentioned that the Toronto Maple Leafs are owned by MLSE. MLSE is owned by BCE, which is Bell and Rogers Communications. BCE Bell is owned and operated, owns and operates TSN Rogers Communications, which owns and operates Sportsnet. So there it is, right there. What a smart cookie. Thank you so much, Mark, for Thank you. putting that together for yeah. us. And connecting the dots, so now it makes total sense, and it sucks. Yes, and for doing it, thank you for doing it nicely. What? Wait, what? What? (laughs) Can you hear me? No, no, we heard you. You were talking at the same time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You go fast. I just said thank, and also thank you for saying it nicely. Yes, that's true. Wait, what? What I say nicely? No, 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 no. See, Mark Brown for like explaining it. Like, well, yeah. Because Seymour well, Brown's nice. No, he is. Yes. Sometimes yeah, people are no, like, he's great. Hey, this is a thing. Why don't you know this already? Right. Anyway, what did you say, Veronica? Well, for me, it's it makes sense if you're cynical. Because they are, like, if the ex- explanation is that they're just trying to pander to Leafs fans because of their ownership, then it's just like, it's too bad because why not just be a national broadcast where you're talking about all of the teams and um you know like like we said last week maybe discussing teams that have done more than the leads have done for the last 15 years and it's just kind of disappointing that that's the explanation for their bias is because of their ownership Right. It's not an excuse, but it makes more sense now. It makes more yes. sense. Uh, well, Homerism makes sense, too. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And sure. and it's a problem, too, because I was talking about that today, um, actually, at the pub, which was my last stop. Get it. Before I came home to record <laughs> the podcast. Um, <laughs> we were talking about the lease and... We were talking about what it takes. Like we were watching the Boston Columbus game. It was on the third period. Was just beginning. We're Boston won. You know. Yes, thank God. 
Thank fucking um, God. We were talking about what it takes to win in the NHL this, you know, these days, and talking about how surprising it was all of the upsets in the first round and everything. And I, in particular, I was talking about the Leafs because, um, not in particular, but relative to this conversation, what I was saying about the Leafs was um, they just almost believe their own fucking hype. Like huh. all of the uh, Toronto, you know, every year, like put the magazine, the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup and they're planning the parade and Leafs, Leafs, Leafs. It's almost like they believe their own shit instead of believing in each other and in themselves and wanting to go through a wall for each other. Like that's what I was talking about. Um, you know, the difference in this age of parody, because um, you have you have lots of guys, every guys, every team has lots of guys who have skill on their teams now like you don't have the token uh quote-unquote um enforcers or goons who are exclusively there to do that and don't have don't possess the same level of talent as their teammates and so um you know with the leafs where they where they're they hear everybody talking about all of the high-end elite skill and talent that they have on their team and they just believe what they hear instead of making it a reality on the ice like they were they, I don't know what the stats are as for like the last two months of the season where they ranked against other teams in the NHL but they were not good going into the playoffs nope. and they were not good for a while and in the end Montreal who was supposed to be a joke this year and wasn't supposed to do anything and was supposed to be a lottery team again Finished only four points behind them. Mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. only and that, the, uh, yeah. four points behind them and reaching a point total, yet missing the playoffs, I think, uh, what's it, they're tied for the highest possible... Uh, yeah, yep. like historically. Yeah, right, historically yep. do that. So, but yes. Yeah. And so the difference I find in the teams today are exactly the kind of <laughs> because my boyfriend asked me he's like okay d- except for the Habs because that's a given who of the teams in the NHL do you think are going to win the Stanley Cup in the next five years and I'm like whoever's got the best goalies so obviously Montreal because Carey Price is there but the other part of the uh, sort of secret sauce that is going on here is that Mark Bergevin has assembled a bunch of guys that would go through a wall for each other. They mm-hmm. love each other, and that makes a big fucking difference. I mean, we've said it ad nauseum all season, but the Leafs don't like each other. There was no thought put into the culture of that organization. It was just like, John Tavares, we'll take him. Okay, and we've got Austin Matthews. Ooh, and we've got this guy and that guy, and look at this guy's numbers, 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 numbers. And they didn't think about what creates a brotherhood. And I think that the guys on the Montreal Canadiens, who are the second or second youngest team in the NHL this year, I think that they've assembled a cast of characters that would go through a wall for each other. And that, in the end, is the difference. Amen. It is. Am I still online? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got you. We got okay. you. No, okay. It was the dramatic pause before the response. But no, it's a good it's... thing with so many people listen to this on Sunday because church is coming from Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. 
it's just it's just it's it's so important i know firsthand um of a work organization that was a brand new organization that all they did was instead of putting thought into um the chemistry of each individual and what the values of this person is and what their background is and what values you want uh you know to be sort of cherished and the members of your organization they just it was just this new place and they just grabbed a bunch of bodies that had really good numbers and threw them all into chairs into into seats threw a bunch of butts in seats in this company and it's really toxic like you have to put thought into who you're putting together with whom and what is going to build chemistry there's just all like it's so much more complicated then who's good? Uh, Mark Bergevin said it a couple of years ago, I think when he was asked about, um, I think it was Sherback, and he was talking about how good he was and where he was, where he expected him to be this year. And he said, um, you know, we've got all of these other things to consider because if you just looked at a spreadsheet, you wouldn't need scouts. You've got to go out there and look at um, the give a shit or give a fuck a meter or whatever it is that these each of these players has and and his instinct when he's got the puck and all of this stuff all goes into what makes a player and so anyway I think that the Habs are well positioned because he's uh, we've assembled a cast of characters that cares about each other and is going out there and this is their job and they want to win and all of that stuff so, uh, sorry. I went on a tangent. No, it was Don't a good be one. sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's exactly, no, but it's all exactly right. When we listen to uh, the veterans from the 93 uh, Cup season, I mean, one of the things that they mentioned is that they had a room. You know, they were a young team in 93, but they had oh, yes. the people that. so many rookies that year. Oh, yeah, but they had a culture. Oh, sorry, 86 that was. Yeah. Oh, well, I think both, too, 86 and 93. They were both. 86 uh, was a slew of rookies. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, I just yeah. I remember watching um, when, oh, shoot, I forget. It, it, it was uh, Kirk Muller and one of his teammates. Was it Steve? Or was it Mike? Um, damn it! What the hell is his name? Oh, was... Mike um, Lawler. Was it? I don't know. I, so. I remember. I'll have to look. Lawler it up. was a part of that team on '96. Carbono, uh, Cordic, Nylon was on that team, but he got injured. Lemieux. Was... Oh no, Mike Keen. Oh, Mike Keen. Yes, of course. Yeah. So Muller and Mike Keen, they had a uh, one of the CH chats. Uh, a couple or a few years ago, and it was so enlightening about that. Mm. Mike Keen, he's a bit of a firebrand. Holy crap. Yeah. That, I was surprised that they let in some of the stuff that they were talking about in that chat. You guys didn't <laughs> Do you remember that thing? No. Just Muller no. and Keen talking about I, stuff? I heard about this. All right, one second. I did. I'm going to find Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Send share. us the link. Oh, I am. ASAP. Oh, I shall. Okay. Just you wait. Okay. I'm one of oh, okay. wait a second. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. Got it. <laughs> this is going to be a weird one to edit. Okay. <laughs> one <laughs> second. Bam. So there Un it segundo. is in in the in the group chat. So, but yeah, he the, the 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 final thing, Veronica, like you've been saying, it's all culture. If that team is playing for each other, 
That makes up for a lot of numbers that people care about. Yeah. So there it is. And that's the other thing about this year's playoffs. Like, all of the narratives, it should make people stop and think next year before coming up with your hot take. Because all of the hot takes died in round one. Yeah, it died Mm -hmm. in, like, a week. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Stop making predictions based on the shit that other people are telling you and fucking sit down and watch the games. Beth, Beth, as she famously said, watch the fucking hockey game. Yeah. And just shut up. (laughs) Damn straight. Yeah. Granted, I'm I'm shocked about the lightning, but regardless. I'm not. How many times did I say? In the regular season. Great, yay, you're Mm -hmm. great in the regular season. Hooray, fuck, who cares? What do they call the guy who graduates last in his medical school? Doctor! Dentist? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor! Okay, yeah, doctor. Just fucking get in. And this year, how many times was Mark Bergevin ridiculed for making it in... Got to make it into the playoffs. You got to get into the playoffs. Right. Get into the playoffs. Playoffs. Anything can happen. All he cares about is making the playoffs. He obviously doesn't care about winning a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. Do you think that he doesn't want to win a Stanley Cup? And potentially, the Eastern Conference Final might be a conference final between two fucking wild card teams. Fucking right. Ridiculous. I hate them both. Anyway, I do too. And um, we haven't explored the Dudley angle. Dudley. The resurgence no, we haven't. Of the hurricane. Oh my god! The, the fuck? Since Dudley went over there, nobody's talked about that. That it's fucking Rick Dudley, motherfuckers. It is. It can very yeah. well. He might. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is interesting for a fucking old whatever they call dinosaur. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, Jonathan Drouin went in for some cosmetic nose surgery. Went in for some cosmetic nose surgery the other day. No, he did not. I it was not I know he had. Okay, okay. Here's, He's gonna come out with a little button nose. Here's the real <laughs> He's story. Nose. Here's, <laughs> shit. Here's the real Mother- story. <laughs> okay. People have Sorry. been bitching about uh, Jonathan Drouin since he was born, essentially. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We can say, and sure. And there are many <laughs> times. Carrying this fucking cross around is right, like, not exactly. even fucking funny. And I, you know, I was among those people that got annoyed at times with this play. Yes, you were. Absolutely. I am. I was too. Definitely. Definitely. I never got mad at him. Well, Hooray, well, Veronica. Well, Veronica. Being right. Of course. So. No, no. It wasn't about being right. I just want to. I want to prop you up. I want to pick you up. I want to support you. I'm no, not going to no. kick you when you're down. That's all. I just like yelling at him. <laughs> I know. You like. You just like yelling. So, yes, I, I do you. like yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica doesn't shout. She yells. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so uh, Druant goes in for nose surgery. Apparently, he was playing with a fractured nose. Which might might affect his play a bit. So that's something to consider. But the thing is, like, he didn't wear a cage or a bubble or anything. No. He just cut the visor. He... 
carried that around as an excuse myself. No, absolutely not. But I don't think that the game was. I don't think that his that um, his performance had to do with his nose, rather with in between the ears or in front of the ears. Yeah, in front, front and center. If I okay. was, if I was playing with a fractured nose, yeah, it's I would like, fucking go out. I'd well. be like, okay, I leave the house. I'm about to go on the ice and play the most grueling sport on the planet. Yeah, but I'm not gonna wear a cage. Fuck that noise. Yeah. So fuck that. Props to props whatever. to pop props to Joe Drouin for that. Holy crap! I can't even. I can't even imagine that. So um, he's out two to three weeks before he can get back into summer training, and uh, it's a, it's essentially a nothing thing. He's fine. Yeah. He's just no resting idea. now. Much deserved. <clears throat> um, yeah. Let's see. What else happened in the wide world of Habs? I have notes oh, upon notes. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. So this isn't really about the Habs. Uh-oh. <clears throat> but the Guelph Storm. Yes. We're down three nothing in their OHL series. I think the uh-huh. culmination is the Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Nick fucking Suzuki, man. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, huge I, factor. I was about actually to mention three, Nick one. in the in the Guelph Storm. Yeah. Um. So, essentially, we have three prospects that are in uh, Canadian Hockey League playoffs. Nick Suzuki in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Joel Teasdale in the uh, Quebec Major Juniors and mm-hmm. uh, Cole Fonstad in the Western Hockey League are all in playoffs uh, playing their hearts out. Nick Suzuki, of course, is the breakout star. He, in his postseason, he has uh, 31 points in 18 yeah. games. Incredible, <laughs> incredible run. It is the most goals in the OHL postseason, but he is also the top scorer in the OHL the WHL and the QMJHL, you know, the Ontario Western and Quebec Major Junior. He is the top scorer if you put all those <laughs> leagues together. In the regular season, in the regular season with 59 games played, he had 94 points. Which is incredible. Holy fuck. He's Whoa. good. He's good. Now, I saw I saw some people, you know, that were getting hyped about him, but then somebody was like, "Yeah, well, it's not like uh Connor McDavid scoring 87 goals in 3 games." It's like, "Listen here, shitbag. Fuck off. Like- we know it's not Connor McDavid. <laughs> it's Nick Suzuki. And guess what he is? <laughs> A fucking hab. Eat. Yeah. You're going to eat pucks later, pal. So there's that. So we all know the Nick Suzuki story. He is a phenom in these playoffs. Yes, he is. Uh, he's gifted. Yeah, exactly. The Storm were down, like you said, three, uh, you know, three one. nothing in the series beforehand. I it was three one in the series. Well, they did it twice. So they did a reverse sweep. Oh, right, Against right, right. the okay. London Knights, and then they were yes. down three one yep. against um their next round team for the quarter for the. Uh, uh, was it the 67s, or was that, who's yes. that who they're playing now? That's, That's who they're playing now. now. The 67s, right. yeah. But yeah, whatever team that what that they were up the against beforehand, team. I forget. I've we're... been trying to find them to watch them because I really want to watch him. Uh, all I see is his replays and that fucking goal that he scored in Game mm-hmm. Six or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! What a pair he of makes people around him on. look like they don't belong on the ice. He kind of reminds me of watching Jonathan Drouin. In, Jonathan Drouin. In the juniors when he played. Like, you watch some of the clips from uh, Drouin in juniors. It's like, it's just an absolute, they they have no, what is going on? 
They're a cat. Oh my, they're, they're, okay, so we we live in a townhouse complex, and there's lots of happy children, and it's a beautiful oh, night out. So, so they're all out screaming and shouting. Oh, it's, still, it's still light out there, isn't I it? I thought it oh, was yeah. a cat fight. I thought it was cat too. <laughs> we have a, a street hockey game that happens at the end of our street. Perfect. And the kids awesome. are always there. And so awesome. I'm looking out and I'm looking at a couple of kids in helmets and bicycles just. So awesome. we in our townhouse complex, it, people come from miles around to come try to live here because it's it's like its own little community. There's only one street in and one street out. And there's like, we've got about 400 houses and tons of speed bumps all through the complex. Oh so God. The, the street. I know. <laughs> But he always bitches about. But it, it means that our streets are really safe. So the kids are always out there playing. And there's a there is a street hockey game right at the end of my street. And there's a, all day, every day, like seven days a week, there is a game going on out there. Whether it's just whether it's five kids playing out there, like the players change, like they go for dinner and whatever. But you know, there could be just like a goalie and a shooter out there, or just a shooter on net. Or whatever and I was coming home last weekend and there was a new kid in in goal and the goal the goalie whoever plays goalie has all the gear they're wearing a full mask they're wearing like full-on pads you know the goalie stick and everything it's not like your garden variety street hockey game it's always serious and so I stop because I'm driving by there and I go to the kid I go to the new kid I go hey who's your favorite goalie and he goes Jacques Plante <laughs> and I was like what and then the other kid. That's so cute. I know. I was so shocked. And then the other kid goes, and my, he, this is exactly what he said. And my favorite hockey player wore the number 99 for the Edmonton Oilers, Wayne Gretzky. Wow. <laughs> and I almost burst into tears. It was just so like the last thing I expected to hear. And so then I go, um, you know, that's awesome. Whatever those guys, whatever. And then I go, what about Carey Price? Because Carey Price is from here. And they go, yeah, but he's not in the playoffs. And then the one, the other guy goes, next year. I'm like, yeah. that's right. That's yes. damn next straight. Year. Damn anyway, they're straight. They're always out there making noise. That's incredible. It's funny that you mentioned that, too, because uh, when I was at the camp, um, uh, Gaston oh, Jean Gras was mentioning uh, whenever he coaches kids and he wants to use player examples. He's like, yeah. And he says, you know, you can't be Wayne Gritsky every night. And the kids just look at him dumb like, who? But these are like young kids, like three, four, five years old. And like, what are you talking oh, about? Yeah. So they have no <laughs> idea. But so he just, no. I just, when you mentioned that, I thought it was just funny. Um, but so Nick Suzuki is a phenom in these playoffs. Uh, Joel yes. Teasdale, I, there was something about him that I found very interesting. So he's playing with the Huskies in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, in this postseason, he has uh, 26 points and 11 goals and 15 assists. Uh, so that's, you know, he's more than a point per game player, essentially. Um, in 66 games played in the regular season, he had 80 points. He's a left winger, you know, one of these guys, right? Mm. He is undrafted, but he was signed by the Habs in uh, September of 2018 after a tryout invitation. And I think that type of player is incredible. Not drafted. Comes in for a tryout, yeah. gets himself a contract. Yeah. Um, not like a. It's, His parents it's a, must be proud. I think it's like a minor league contract or how whatever the stipulation is there. But he has. Still. He's on the yeah. books for the Habs. Um, Cole Fonstad Bark. Cole Fonstad. Um, 
It's lucky. Is, she wants in. Oh, poor guy. I'm not letting her in. Poor lady. Cole Fonsad's <laughs> uh, currently playing with the Prince Albert Raiders in the Western Hockey League. Um, And he has uh, 14 games played, only four points. But in the regular season, uh, he has uh, 67 games played with 73 points. So, again, a more than point per game player in juniors. And they're all going to be Habs. Yeah. Pretty yep. cool. Pretty cool. So that was so. Thank you for mentioning a Nick in the storm there, because I wanted to highlight um, those three players that are in the playoffs well, right now. Because what I wanted to talk about was how the out. Habs. Sorry. It's okay. I'm done. About how the Habs put out there. Um, ask Nick Suzuki your questions. Did you see that? Oh yes, <laughs> on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and then Victor Metti was, "Who would you rather be roommates with?" Me or Kotkaniemi? Ah, yeah. And then Kotkaniemi said it, said it as well. Who would you rather be roommates with, me or Victor Mete? And then everybody had a lot of fun with that, and I realized how much I miss these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's too. a It's a tough, it's a tough thing. Please but, come back. But they'll be back yeah. soon. And they're going to be back with some dad power, apparently, because of none other than Dale Weiss. Yes! Got himself yes! A- a couple of new kids. A couple more kids. A couple. All uh, at once. So now we have Jersey and Hayes. Yeah. And they're uh, great names. The new, the new Weeses. <laughs> which is very nice. Jersey being the congratulations. Lady and Hayes the guy. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So congrats to so Dale. So many children. Um, yes. Let's see. Aside from that, freaking Carrie Price and his tattoo. Holy Hell yeah! Crap. I was just talking about that today. What um, what a bear! <laughs> that hurt. I'm sure that hurt. That's a lot of work to get done. And he said he's still working on it. Yeah. It's just part of his sleep. Yeah. But I was actually literally talking about it just today, and talking about how, um, sort of, how he honors his heritage. Mm-hmm. Every time, every chance he gets, and how he was talking about at, um, at that year at the NHL awards when he won all the awards, he just took them all home. And part of his speech was talking to the First Nations youth, and his message was, "Be proud of who you are and be leaders in your communities." And how sort of how much is packed into that sentiment and that is just the way that he thinks like it's such a, 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 a I don't know if it's prior, priority is the word but it's such a like a tenet of how he conducts himself be proud of yourself and be a leader in your community and give back and just that whole thing like the bear repre- the bears represent his family you know, who mean everything to him and the Pipers, Grandpa Price, my dad, you know, like, it's just, it's just so cool. Like I, 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 I don't have any tattoos and I'm, I sort of, you know, for me, it would have to be something that you would absolutely never regret because it's there forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you can go over it or whatever, but it's just like, when I saw that, I was just like, they're, they're, there is no other tattoo for Carrie Price. Like, no. how perfect is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very him. Very. Like, it's so... It's like 3D the bear. Yeah. It looks like you can pet it. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
got a big tattoo. That's a big tattoo. It's a big tattoo. <laughs> it is large. It's really big. Because <laughs> he's got big pipes. Yeah, know? he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know Angela yeah. Price likes it too. Yeah, yeah she According did. to her story. She, she like had it. to approve. Oh, yeah. Completely. Absolutely. Absolutely had to absolutely. approve. Absolutely. Nothing happens there without Angela's approval. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we got that. Congrats, Price, on uh, the amazing tattoo. Uh, Max Domi is planning on getting guitar and piano lessons. Yes! Summer, yeah. I love that! Because um, it doesn't... Oh, never mind. What? Oh. Go. I think the person we're talking about this evening, he plays... Wasn't it him that plays the piano? Michael, no, Matt Pekka. Oh, Packet. Okay. Freckle. Freckle. That's a huge <laughs> difference in player. I'm no. Sorry. <laughs> no, but uh, Pekka is an incredible uh, piano player. Yes. Uh, me, as a person who has dabbled in music myself, um, he's oh my god, he's amazing. His ability to um, to improvise is outstanding. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Sounds like a um, one of those jazz room kind of guys, just the different scales that he uses yeah. to get into That's a different gift. melodies. It's It really is. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that he is a person that can play by ear. I can't. I need yes. I need sheet music. And uh, mm. so it's very good. Now, granted, uh, Max Domi says he he, he cited uh, Pekka as an inspiration to actually be able to do this. Yes. So. So that's pretty cool. Playing in the lobby of some hotel on the road. Right. Exactly. Wasn't it in Vegas? I don't remember. Maybe. Possible. I don't recall. I don't, I don't know. know. So there's that. Um, um. Did you guys see about Noah Jolson's brother? Oh, what about no. Noah Jolson's brother? Oh my god, that's so what? cute. It's so cute. Okay. So I hadn't. His name's Tyler. He's 21. I had not seen a picture of him before. Tyler Jolson. But he looks just like Noah, and even though he's Noah's big brother, he's like the action figure version, like the small <laughs> version of Noah Jolson. Um, but he became a full-fledged firefighter this week and is oh, working yeah, with their dad. Oh, fucking my. awesome! And it's um, who you know, and, kids. That's right. <laughs> they did an interview. Like there's like this whole photo shoot. Of Noah, Tyler, and their dad, Neil. Um, And Noah's wearing his his sweater, his jersey, the whole time. And then um, his brother and his dad are wearing um, their firefighter gear. And it's so freaking cute. Um, But Noah talks about how proud he is of his brother, how being a firefighter is perfect for him. It fits his personality and everything. But then he said that all of the guys... They they're really big supporters of him, and they watch all of his games in the firehouse when they're there. Uh, awesome, and that's uh, amazing. But yeah, that's awesome. Is so, yeah. is that a um? Does is that like a volunteer fire company, or is that like no, a so full fledged career fire? It's a, company? a full fledged career. Like he started right. out as a volunteer just to make sure it was something that he wanted to do. Yep. Um, for a career, and like you just get a pager, and then it pages you until you go to the firehouse, tells you where to go, and then in firefighter school. They have them go around to work at different stations, so they work different types of areas and different fires, so they learn how to adapt to different situations. Um, and then he, I think, was lucky enough to be able to work for where his dad is the captain. Excellent. That's awesome. That yeah. is so like, that's his that. career. Awesome. Yeah. No There's a The article was on the Habs website, if you guys want to go oh, see it. Okay. I was going to yeah. ask. Excellent. Yeah. I'll retweet it. Cool. 
Um, now, aside from the Hab, some very interesting hockey news came uh, to us by means of our esteemed women hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know who put the who put the uh, what was it there? Uh, who put the statement out first? I first read it from Miss Hillary Knight uh, when she mentioned that uh, her, along with two hundred or over two hundred uh, women players, are uh, not boycotting, but what's the word? They're protesting, sitting out, they're yeah. sitting out of uh, all professional sports in North America until something is done to make a viable hockey league for women's hockey. And, of course, there are people on both sides of the issue on this. Uh, You can rest assured that us at the Happy Hour are all into uh, some sort of legitimate hockey league where these women can compete without fear of having to have a second job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are professional athletes. Some of these are Olympians, yes. gold medalists at that. Mm. They exactly. deserve a league to play for. And uh, that's what I had to say about that. They were like um, auctioning off. Oh, my God. The yes. trophies. Yeah. That was my fucking heart. Crazy. I couldn't believe yeah. that. Granted. Desperate times yeah. to call for yes. desperate measures, and uh, some sort of initiative started where they uh, got the the trophies back in order to put yes. them into the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is yes. absolutely the right call. Yes. Um. But yeah, unfortunately, some dire times uh, in women's hockey. But you know, we can only hope that them you know making a stand in this way. Uh, open some minds up about you know how much well, this matters it shows character yes it does absolutely yeah so i wanted to mention that beth do you yes, have anything yes. on it no you need that to play hockey yeah a lead so, yes that, that yeah. is useful so now aside from that um hmm i meant character yes our time okay. is running short. We have some oh, time, shit. but so there are two things that we want to get to. Veronica, I know you want to talk about Jeopardy. <gasps> yes. Who's been watching Jeopardy? I haven't. No. Nobody. I'm you sorry. Bet. So <laughs> a few a few weeks ago, at the beginning of April, in my house, we always just record Jeopardy on PBR and on the weekends we'll like binge watch a week or two of Jeopardy and a few weeks ago we started we were watching Jeopardy and this new guy comes on and we're like who the fuck is this guy he comes on first of all he's not there to get questions right or to win at Jeopardy or win money he is there to destroy you and dominate this game this guy comes cool. in. Usually everybody starts like, I'll start with a $200 question and then next, let's go with a $400 question, whatever. He comes in, he sweeps the two bottom rows, finds a daily double, and then he bets it all. And then he's up like like by $20,000, $30,000 by the first commercial. He's a competitor. The guy is a competitor. And so right now, James Holzhauer, he's on day 21. He's won 21 consecutive days. So he's already beat... 
um, the record for second place. So now he's only behind um, Ken Jennings, who won like 70 games in a row, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago. But even Ken Jennings says, if I went on there today, I would be demolished, like James would demolish me. So there was an article in ESPN about how he he decided he and his friends would all go to trivia night at the bars and they would go and just slay everybody and just you know make a mockery out of the contest. And so he decided he is a professional sports gambler who lives in Vegas. So he is a risk taker. And he decided I'm going to figure out this game and I'm going to get on there. And how he would rehearse is he would sit at home and he would watch Jeopardy wearing dress shoes in his living room. And he would try to answer the questions. And if he got anything wrong or if he didn't know any uh, an answer to a question, he would go and study the shit out of that subject. And now you watch him the way he plays and he, the, the contestants who are up against him are, are just like, this is no contest because it's one thing to have the strategy of going after all of the big money questions and then landing on the daily double and then doubling down and then getting this a gigantic lead where you could never be caught even, you know, before the first half of the game is over. But you've also got to know the answers. Like you watch this, <laughs> the things that he knows are like, who knows that? I don't know anybody in real life who would know that question. And so anyway, he is so impressive to watch. I watch him almost like I'm watching a sporting event because it is so interesting to see the bets that he makes and the risks that he takes and 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 when he'll back away and and you know how much of a competitor he is. If he gets a question wrong, he's had less than 20 questions wrong in 21 days that he's been winning. Hmm. When he gets a question wrong, it kills him. He doubles over. Like it, mm. it hurts. It's, he's such a competitor and he's just so amazing to watch. It's just like, we got to watch him. And, you know, I was talking about him and getting people into him uh, at work. And now I've got all these people who are watching Jeopardy every night just so that they can watch what he does. And anyway, I had to talk about him because he, he is just so impressive. And after years of watching Jeopardy, he's completely broke broken the game like his uh average daily winnings is more than triple of what ken jennings was mm -hmm. who held the previous record and he holds all five of the top five daily winnings records wow. and he's only been there for 21 days yeah that's um it's so cool he's just gonna wow it's so cool he's gonna break and that he's game so smart and funny and like last night for example he and he and alex trebek are, are like they just bounce off each other and like alex you know how alex after you get an answer right and um he'll start explaining sort of you know what that answer was and james always just cuts him off and he's already already into the next category category <laughs> he's like let's go let's go and so <laughs> last night it was so funny or last night or the night before there was it was final jeopardy the other two contestants had given their you know piddly whatever answers that and then he alex got to james and he says well james you know that when you win tonight and james james goes are you so sure are you so sure <laughs> and alex is like yes you're gonna win tonight we all know that you know <laughs> like, and then of course james of course had the right answer that nobody had ever even thought of and he bet like forty thousand dollars and he gets this huge but alex alex is super impressed with him too which is really cool like we we've not seen something like this before so it's really cool sorry i took up too much time
that wasn't too much time at all. No. It's pretty okay. remarkable. Uh, it is, no. Yeah, you should watch him if you can. I, um, it's so fun. I like doing trivia things. Yes. I am not a trivia master. But I do have a wealth of unfettered information yeah. in my brain that is I at time. Same. Is unuseful. We should Otherwise, go play trivia together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we ought Please. to. Please. It would be so fun. It would be so fun. <laughs> it would be the yes. most fun. We could get crushed ice from your fridge and then yes! go out to <laughs> so okay so there's all that we are now running out of time but we do have something that we should talk about first and that is our player of the week that we've been trying to do every week and try to give some sort of a credence to it but this week we chose our lovable victor matei yes victor yes. matei meat meat is it meat? No, come on. And also, That's what for they call some him. reason, Timmy, there was some pic that picture that I think uh, KK posted on Instagram. It was like of a skeleton with uh, Victor's head oh, on yes. it. And it was like hashtag I Timmy. Interesting. I wonder if that's a South Park. I wonder if that's a South Park reference. Oh. Timmy! You know, that guy. Um, <laughs> so, well, because he doesn't know any other words except for for sure. <laughs> and all that stuff. Yes. So, but Victor Matei was a breakout uh, player for the Habs in a season that we would like to forget. Uh, but one of the bright yeah. spots was Victor Matei. He came into the scene, was quickly put onto the first pairing with uh, Shea Weber being out, and was just. He. Uh, he uh, I don't even know how to put it into words, but he was so smooth. He was so damn smart in his breakout season. And in this yeah, season for a as youngster. well. For uh -huh. a young kid coming into the league at 18, 19 years old when he did. Mm -hmm. And then performing the way that he does now. Today, this day, he is 20 years old. And defensemen, they always say, take a long time to develop. Yes. Victor Matei? No, not all that long. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> He was picked 100th overall in the fourth round. Oh, he a, shit. He was a London Knight and then yes. brought into the fold. He worked his way through minors and somehow I, I wish I had time to look up his specific story because he wasn't with St. John's. He wasn't with Laval. He just went yeah. from boom. Hey, training camp. I'm now a hab. You know what I mean? That was partially out of necessity as well because it yes. was nobody else right but good for him for taking that spot like i remember when uh that training camp was going on and he was playing with shea weber because the big question was oh, oh you know, yeah. all that off season was who's gonna play with shea weber <laughs> the you kiddo. know and they asked yeah the kiddo mm -hmm. it was partly out of necessity but he earned it he did earn it and it showed oh yep. my yeah. and even better just to prove the point with his character was that when he was starting to slip a bit got sent down to Laval, yeah. and he got some of that freaking uh, Joao Bouchard mm -hmm. work done on him. Came back and he looked better than ever. Yeah, I'm really. It, it, I find that his um, development has been a joy to watch. Oh, for sure. And for sure. For sure. I don't watch every single interview, and I don't watch every single Instagram story every day, and whatever. Uh -huh, but I sure. feel like. I feel like his morale didn't really falter. No. No. Even when he was sent down, he wor he worked. He knew that it wasn't permanent. It wasn't as a punishment. 
he worked hard and earned his way to get back up to the NHL and his attitude was good all the time. Yes. The whole way through. Because they they talked to him yeah. before they sent him down. And they said, Here, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And we can't wait to have you back. And it was just this whole sort of positive experience. And I happen to think that having his mother's home cooking made a big difference as well. Because he's got a good support system at home and he yeah. eats healthy. And yes. um, yeah, I just, yeah. I really like the kid. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, and he doesn't take himself seriously, which is really refreshing for a kid in his position who's playing with Shay fucking Weber at his age. He does not take himself seriously, and it's great. It is great. It definitely mm-hmm. is. Uh, we have to give uh, credit where it's due. Mint, won't yeah. many say, Mint. came from KK, but <laughs> no. apparently KK nope. stole it from Victor Mate. Yes. Yep. Yep, and made famous seen... uh, during the uh, the Las Vegas video. The Las Vegas video. No, when they were in Vancouver. No, it was that Vegas. Was no. No, no, no. No. David. I am going to challenge you on this. Okay, how much would you like to bet? I will bet what you. They owe were in me. Vancouver, in the Pacific. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm going to pay that to you anyway. <laughs> um, no, the Vancouver, the the film, the the. A uh, video in the hotel room was filmed in Vancouver. I don't believe that to be true. Okay. We'll ask Dan Robertson. Sure. Let's ask Dan yeah, Robertson. Yeah, he's our friend. Okay, Dan. DM us after you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, you guys. Just, I'm, All right, I'm we're going to figure that out. I wouldn't say that if I wasn't. So... Um, some <laughs> milestones for Victor this year was that he reached his 100th career game this season. Uh, he is also our pedigree left-handed defenseman, thank God. And yeah. uh, this season, he had 71 games played, 13 points, no goals, 13 assists. But he was also a plus 17 on he the He came ice. so close. So close In that overtime. Times. The, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe he is now the the longest uh, God. active uh, NHLer who does not have a goal. That's fine. It is That's fine. okay. He doesn't care either. No, he no. doesn't care. That's right. Yeah. So He'd that's like good. to score. But that is uh, Victor Mate in a nutshell. He's great. He is great. I love that kid. Yeah. 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 And he was just so great for uh, our sweet baby eagle. Yes, he was. So when, uh, yeah, with Kokanyemi coming in, they paired uh, those two up in their rooms and whatnot. Which yeah. Which makes sense. The younger kids yeah. get their own room, of course. But Duh. they've got such a good chemistry. <laughs> yes, they do. And it worked out very well. It, it, uh, the, the one video that they had when they're in the car, uh, they're getting some Tims. That is a treat uh, to watch. Uh, and it's almost like Kotkaniemi's the older one in many ways. Like in that video that was bit. filmed in a Vancouver, the one uh-huh. about Mint. Uh-huh, um, sure. In that video, you could see um, Mete just like giggling and being really goofy, and Kotkaniemi's just like like uh, kind of eye roll, shake his head. It's almost like he's the older one. 
you should pay attention. And after um, in the postmortem, when on garbage day or whatever, when he was, when everybody was asking him, hey, are you going to stay in Montreal? Are you going to hang out in Canada and hang out with Victor? And he's like, no, I need a break from that guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he was being funny, but it's just kind of like, yeah, we need some time off. You know, it's almost like he's the older one. Oh, look at that. Reddit says Victor Matei and Jasperi Kolkaniemi gave a mint tour of their mint hotel room in Vegas. Vegas. I'm going to I am going to find it. Okay. I don't I don't do Reddit. You shouldn't. Nobody, I don't understand. Don't do Reddit. Nobody do Reddit. I Googled it, but it's not horrible place. Google no, I'm not talking to you. What? I, I'm on Google, and I guess I sound said something that sounded like H E Y Google, <laughs> and so it started to Google things with my voice. Oh. Okay, Victor Mete, yes, Betty Kotkaniemi. I'm just gonna lay back here. I'm telling you because I I I, I know the view from that room. Yeah, and that's the room from uh, the Bellagio. What is it called again? The Pacific Rim <laughs> Hotel. The Parktown Hotel is in Saskatoon. Vancouver. There we go. December 22, 2018. Mm -hmm. Fuck. That was Vegas. I told you. I told you. I knew it. It's true. Motherfucker. Because that's where I... I was there! But that looks exactly like the rooms from the Pacific Rim! Maybe that was posted on the 22nd. Because they were here in December, I am telling you. Oh, boy. I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to play it on mute. One moment. One moment. This is... That's the Bellagio. Is it? (laughs) Yes! No, no! It totally is. <laughs> when so. when my when I asked my mother what hotel there is, Vancouver. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. It's Vancouver. What's the mountain? This is Vancouver. This is Vancouver. It's Vancouver. It is. How is that? I am sending it to you to the DM chat. Hang on. No. Okay, on. this is going to be a thing. Isn't it's it? Vancouver. I'm telling you, if you look at 120, like about 120 into the video, you will see the view, and that is not Vegas. I was just thinking oh, about the date that it was posted boy. because they played in Vegas like right around Christmas time. That doesn't look. But like they also they did. Vancouver. But it, yeah, that's like that there's a whole like mountain a back there. It's Vancouver. I know because I stayed in that hotel room, and that that there's that like that fucking. TV, long TV set above the headboard of the of the bed that it takes like you it takes you forever to figure out how to turn it off. Wait, but is that the mint video? I'm paying video? you the money that I owe you anyway. Don't worry. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's the mint video. Yes, Betty Kotkaniemi and Victor Mete share a tour of their hotel room. That is Vegas, and that's Victor when Mete Mint became. That's it. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. look like Vegas. Yeah, go ahead to about 120 when they open the window and show the view. And that's the fucking I mean, Vancouver Convention Center. The but when do they say That's right. In the bathroom. There's a hedge on one of the roofs. Yes. So that's it's not Vancouver. Vegas. Yeah. There's no, no vegetation in Vegas. Mm-mm. No, there isn't. There's desert. It's a desert. It's a desert. 
So and, Veronica was uh, right, everybody. Yeah! Yay! Woo! Whew. I don't know why I doubted myself. Well, it's because the beanie that he has on. I saw him with that same beanie in Vegas. I saw him with that same beanie in Vancouver. And moreover, this video was posted about five weeks after they were in Vancouver. Interesting. Oh, right now he's going to go mint. Yes! Nailed it. Okay, okay. Nailed it! Oh, my God. I'm seldom right. Well, okay, I'm well, then that, just, that just goes that to show a, that Reddit had... is wrong. Reddit is wrong. And nobody Reddit is wrong. But I think they had, like, an Instagram video, like, an Instagram story where they were doing something with their hotel room, too. Makes sense. I knew. And said Mint. In Vegas, but Mint yet. was born from this. I'm sorry. Don't be. <laughs> it's okay. Come to happy hour for your facts. And don't go to Reddit for them. No. Nope. You know what's funny? Anyway. That was a uh, a Leafs Reddit too, by the way, which is weird. Oh, because they're so they're, they're so knowledgeable. That a from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Plays on another. It's just let's not. Just let's not. So. Because he's from Toronto. Oh yeah, true. So yeah. with all of that being said, uh, happy uh, unofficial Star Wars Day. Yes, and, uh, may the fourth be with that's you. That's right, may the fourth be with you. I Woo. I think we just got to go. We're way over time. Yeah, we're oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, we could go for another couple hours. Yeah, we could. Yeah, I mean, we may as well <laughs> at this point. I mean, all the major <laughs> podcasts do. I mean, it's like two hours worth of content for Jesus. fuck's Who's sake. Who's got that kind of time? Not us. Like, I love you. I love I you guys. Listen. I love talking to you. But so I. I don't want to. But an hour's enough. An hour's yeah. enough. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta give them something to come back for. Yeah. Always. We have to maintain some sort of lovely mystery. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, everybody check out Brett Learnout's Instagram bio. It's funny. Oh yay! Okay. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. It's just cute. Okay. Okay. And have a good night. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>